Can you imagine your wedding day yet? Can you imagine how all the planning you're doing, the hours of work, the money you're spending, how it will all come together? It's probably a little bit blurry. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years later when you sit down to watch your wedding video. Photos look nice on your wall or in an album, but without video, you have no way to actually relive the day years later. So last year on my 21st wedding anniversary, I watched our wedding video and I cried seeing my grandmother, who's since passed away, grab my face, tell me how much she loved me, and kiss me on the forehead. A wedding video isn't just a recording, it's a time machine that takes you back to those moments that truly matter. And that is why I'm happy to welcome Shutter and Sound Films as a sponsor of this podcast. Shutter and Sound is a very small group of filmmakers dedicated to turning your big day into a work of art. No matter where you are on the East Coast, they've got you covered. So when you inquire with Shutter and Sound, be sure you mention you heard them on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast because they will include an Instagram clip to your package for free. And that's a $150 value. So check them out on the web at shutterandsound.com. That's shutterandsound.com. Thank you, Shutter and Sound. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just two wedding planners tearing it up. Listen. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, a show for anyone involved in planning a wedding. We want you to learn something valuable and be entertained at the same time. My name is Michelle Martinez. And I'm Christine Matthews. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We're happy to have you out there wherever you are listening to us talk about Weddings and wedding planning. Yes, in the space of my consciousness, someone Ooh. out there is moving or talking. I've been listening to a lot of Sam Harris and meditating to his app, and it's all about how everything that happens is within your consciousness, conscience, consciousness, mm -hmm. right? It's beyond your control. It just happens, and it's just your consciousness is just a space for whatever, whatever is, whatever is happening at the time. Just how you're talking is sort of lulling me into. Am I a calming you? Am I putting you into a nap time? Yes. Sort of. I just want you to just feel the top of your head without touching it. Can you feel that? Okay, let's. That's a different subject. We'll do that okay. a different day. 
That is a lot. For those of you driving <laughs> while listening to this, please put your eyes on the road. Okay, there's <laughs> things to be done. Um, since the last few episodes, we've tried to bring our banter to a, a minimum. Right? Shut up, Christy. We've been focused on that. <laughs> I think we have. But we've been pretty I good. think we've, no, we've, we've tried to keep more, um, uh, on, on subject, sure, on you know, focused, focused. Yes. That's the word. That's the word focused. But what has helped us to do that for these recordings is the fact that when we're not recording for the podcast, Michelle and I are speaking to each other probably for about an hour a day if you average them out. So we get all the stuff out. So like yeah. we're caught up. That's true. Yeah. Actually. Seeing virtually. We're seeing each other a lot working a lot on this little project of ours. So it is getting a lot of, oh, so what are we, what's going on? What are you, what are you wearing right now? Yeah. How hot is your house? Really hot. How hot is your house? Super hot. Like it's stuff like that. So yeah. what, what we're doing is we're sparing. Wait, you. we got to get focused again. See, it's happening. But I just don't want anybody to worry that oh, we're not okay. seeing each other and that we're not connected because we still very much are maybe more than we've ever been before. <laughs> oh God, I love you. Okay. Um, so that's why we don't have to talk about our kids or anything. Um, the topic <laughs> of today's show, which is my job to say, is wedding planning while black 2020, 2020 edition. We did not do one of these in 2019 or 2018, which we probably should have. Or 17. Or se- Oh my gosh, how long have we or been 16. We started in 16. So we're, we're addressing it now, and um, this show is inspired by and in collaboration with a dear listener who reached out to us um, earlier this month, June 2020, after our episode 200 was released. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can listen to 200, and that is what prompted um, Jazz to email us to open up a larger conversation about wedding planning while black. We are delighted that Jazz and her partner, Rodney, are here to join us today. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. And they're, they're in the midst of planning their wedding, so keep that Rodney, in mind. Rodney, get more excited, okay? <laughs> you could do a better hi. Hi. Hi, that, There, there it go. is. Match that smile. Okay, sorry. Well, keep that in mind as you're listening to Jazz, um, who's going to take it away and read her email to us that she sent on June 3rd, 2020. They are in the midst of wedding planning right now. Awesome. Hi, Christy and Michelle, my planning besties in my head. I'm a Black bride, Ugandan American, marrying a Black man, Haitian American, in October 2020 in SoCal. I wanted to reach out to you guys on a few points. Um, the numbers are messed up, but one, give my kudos. I loved your recent 200th episode. I've been holding my breath for the wedding industry to acknowledge and engage in real conversations. Seeing bouquets and tablescapes during this time feels violent and purposely isolating, particularly to those pushing the, we need to lighten up the mood with no irony on the double entendre. I was not surprised to see that you guys struck the right balance between elevating black voices and acknowledging your role platform and space lovingly calling you out. But I'll be honest, it's starting to feel like Felicia, who's incredible and brave and inspiring, so this isn't a down on her in the least, is your only Black bride voice. And honestly, being a Black woman with a white partner comes with a different experience, privilege, and comfort. I'd love to hear from more Black brides. 
queer black brides, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Latino brides, black grooms, and how masculinity impacts their role in wedding planning, just as you feature other brides across the spectrum who experience, who represent different experiences. I can't tell if you guys aren't surfacing or giving voice to black brides because they aren't reaching out or if it's a pipeline issue, but I'm pushing, putting the pressure on you guys to tap into your ecosystems to make this happen. Share some of my experiences. My wedding story has hit every snag you can imagine. Getting engaged February 3rd, 2020, planning a Palm Springs wedding from Philadelphia. I was a Wharton MBA and my fiance is a software engineer at Google. A shorter eight month timeline, October 3rd wedding date. We fired our first ever wedding planner who was only giving us 20% effort. Navigating COVID's effect on our wedding, moving cross country to LA, graduation, and now facing a reigniting racial uprising and constantly living with the pain and fear that every time my black fiance goes out to Whole Food, he may not make it back home to me because of deep-seated systemic societal hatred of our very existence. Um, Terika at Cocktails held a wedding industry state of the union on race and allyship with a panel of black and white wedding professionals from across the industry. And as a bride listening, I felt hopeless and cheated. I never got to see or hear from amazing black professionals who shared stories of being ignored and sidelined and that their wings had been clipped. I felt that I had essentially spent a year wandering alone, explaining to my wedding planner that I have very specific hair and makeup needs for dark skin and natural hair, and having her eventually give up and say it was beyond the scope of her work um, to spend countless hours, oh, to, beyond her work, to spending countless hours looking for a black photographer since my planner didn't know any and suggested I look around by myself. Because I couldn't risk poor lighting and editing of my skin that could ruin my most cherished memories forever. And most recently, going on a personal crusade to hold my white vendors and broader publications accountable for their silence in light of the racial uprising, my, video my videographer asked me to help him produce a video, not my job or expertise or something I have the emotional bandwidth to tackle. These are things that white wedding professionals don't have to think about and it trickles down to black couples. So suggestion, please consider highlighting a current black bride and her planning, not removed from the state of events, but not only about that. We're disproportionately affected by COVID. We're trying to stay positive and constructive during this enraging national uprising. And we have to sit, sift through wedding industry racism. I'd be willing to share my story with my fiance on the show if you'd be open to that. Please consider racial inclusion from this point forward. It still doesn't sit well that with only two episodes, that only two episodes touch upon race. It may seem small, but some of your language can sometimes be marginalizing. Talking to a stylist on one of your episodes about skin color fabric, whose skin color? Is my skin color not normal? Or giving advice about makeup and hair and ignoring the nuance and extra labor that black brides have to face to get the service we deserve. It's important and it ripples to brides and other industry professionals. This is long, but I wanted to be vulnerable and honest and collaborative. I've given up on engaging in this dialogue within many spheres of the wedding industry because it's so traumatizing, but this comes from my faith in your platform and your voices. I love your podcast and you guys have become the standard bearer for me. I think you can lift all boats in the water because you're both thoughtful, you care about all couples and their loves, and your audience feels and seems more progressive than most. The Martha Stewart IG comment section this week is enough to make a black couple want to cancel their wedding. Would love to keep the dialogue going. Love you guys, Jazz. So I, I told you this when we talked before, but I really appreciated you sending this email because one of the things that we did and we said on episode number 200 hundred is that we're listening. Like, please reach out to us. Like, let us know 
what we can do, what we can talk about, what we haven't done. Um, and so I, I, I was really, really like excited to see your email. And at times it made me, I had to read it a few times because at times my heart sank and I was like, you know, what did we do if we, you know, did we do something or, or not include somebody in some way? Because we've always been so, so like from the beginning, quote, inclusive, right? But we've also been criticized to be way more inclusive with LGBTQ community uh, than we are with other cultures, ethnicities. So um, like we said before, we're making it more of a mission to listen and to be even more inclusive um, and just like, you know, be in that place and get to that place. So thank you. And it's been an eye-opening experience for us on this end because we do every, uh, we, we are it for the podcast. So <laughs> when like, there's, there's no team, we can't be like staff meeting everyone. Like there's not a other people to bounce. It's just us, which is by design and also by necessity. But the reaction of potentially getting defensive when we get an email to be like, huh, huh, not us, we don't do that. <laughs> but then to take a deep breath and look, really look at what we're doing and addressing for ourselves as producers of this little homegrown podcast, are we tapping into enough circles because I think on the one hand, it sort of is a pipeline issue, but that goes to who our listeners are and why aren't our listeners more diverse? Maybe because our, our slate is not diverse enough. So it's, you are what you attract. And the Terica, which we'll include a link to this in our show notes, what this um, webinar we were talking about, but that very long, very informative webinar that was put out right after um, well, right when the protests were ramping up is when she put it out. It was really eye-opening for us too because there were a ton of black professionals in the wedding industry that once you click on one, it shows me 10 others and 10 others. And I was like, where I'm in the wedding industry and I'm in a very small segment of it, but I don't know who any of, I haven't seen any of these faces on the big platforms. So it really was enough of a push to get us to be introspective and also to do some real immediate digging around what is around us. And we're excited about what we have to share and where we have to go. And of course we wanted to start with your story um, of a bride and groom planning their wedding right now, which is where the title comes from. And it is a fraught time and you have experiences that are both unique. I think, I hope some of them are very unique and then also totally universal mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. what people are experiencing. So we're so happy to have you here. We're so happy you emailed us. Thank you. And please, you know, keep that communication with us. I hope you feel heard, but to everybody listening also, please, we welcome, we welcome yeah. you email us, let us know what you think, how we're doing and what we can do in terms of more. Tell us what's up. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Rodney, how's yeah. the wedding? <laughs> He's like, oh man, she's going to be picking on me the whole time. Rodney, how's the wedding planning for you? Um, I, I, a lot of it is um, very new for me. I guess it's new for everyone. Okay, but, uh, first time, first time. Yeah. Okay. Jazz has been amazing. Um, so she listens to all the podcasts I can fucking tell, and I listen to some of them because I'm in the same house. And she has the magazines and the articles, and I read some of them, and it's so complicated. Um, <laughs> But it's also been sort of great to like doing this thing together with, you know, jazz and, you know, building something basically. A wedding is like a little mini giant project, if you will. And so like you learn more about like how we solve problems together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of harrowing as well. I, I can say that there's a lot of stress in 2020 and wedding planning is fun, but also stressful. Do you ever feel like... I mean, I'm sure you have felt this way, but like with everything that's been going on, like just under normal circumstances, you know, there's no global pandemic, there's no riots happening, like the president is a decent person. Um, <laughs> uh, wedding planning and can, can be, you know, all consuming and exciting. Do you ever feel like you're like... I just can't get excited right now, or I just don't feel like I should be excited right now about this. I feel like that happens every few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like it, we hit a point with invites last week, which is the most mundane thing ever, where I was like, you know, forget it. What if we just don't, we just call people and we just don't waste our time with this. And I feel like ordinarily that'd be something that'd be really exciting and fun and creative. And I love that stuff, but I'm just like, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Is this what I want to spend my time on? So you almost lose steam along the way because there's just so much going on and you just don't have the mind space to really care. And and you all got engaged in February of this year. We got engaged February 3rd and then we emailed you guys June 3rd, halfway through, and then we're getting married October 3rd. You thought you were so smart being like, we're going to (laughs) do a nice and easy, short timeline. How hard can it be? We have a small guest list. Exactly. you put that into the universe and then the universe was like, wait, wait a second. You're like, uh, the universe is like, we have other plans this year. Yeah. So, um, it like an alternative timeline. It feels like, like five <laughs> years ago. That was such an easy time. Okay. We just to go and hire people. I mean, it was great. Now we're like, what is this bizarre universe? Right? You, you did a lot though in like a short amount of time, right? What did you, what did you get done? Like, from the time you, you got engaged on February 3rd, I mean, and then three, April, March, April, May, June, four months later, you emailed us. What all occurred in those four months? I mean, a huge chunk of it. We hired all of our core vendors, a so photographer, videographer, planning. Um, venue. 
venue, which comes with catering uh, and cake, <laughs> pretty much everything. And then more recently, we finished up our design, florals, rentals. Um, Jack our, have a dress somewhere. I have a dress. My, my rings are getting done tomorrow. Rodney got his rings. Pretty much the only thing left is a tire and like venue walkthrough tasting in-person stuff Jeez. so you did good yeah you've been very on task and if if that were the end of the story we would just be like great now tell us what it's been like being black doing all this but that's not because you had actual like pretty major hiccups like catch us up with really quickly what where your wedding stands now just so everybody listening gets an idea of like what we're what you're working with and then i really want to dig into some of the stuff that happened with the how COVID changed or altered those wedding plans, I guess, as kind of a jumping off point. And that, and that first planner. Yeah. So our wedding is scheduled for October 3rd, which is Saturday in Palm Springs. And it is still on. Essentially, mm-hmm. the plan now is that we're going to reassess in July. Um, at some point, probably like July 3rd, like three months ahead of time. And the venue has been incredible they're all like pretty much furloughed and not working so the fact that they're like getting back to us is pretty incredible but they've essentially said in july their chefs come back so we can do tastings and their hotel opens back up and so they're pretty positive about things um and our wedding by design even pre-covid is more covid friendly because it's all outdoors and we have a smaller guest count and um how many guests we have 50 to 80, I'm, I'm thinking it might be like closer to like 45, hopefully. Nice. Um, so depending on where restrictions are, if it's like 100 or below, 50 or below, all of that is very manageable for us to adjust around. Um, so I think I under, from their perspective, I think they want us to have our wedding because all these 100 plus person weddings just aren't going to happen or their ballroom weddings aren't going to happen. So I think they're like, oh my gosh, a wedding that actually could fit the mold and still happen in a safe but normal way um, is something that they obviously want to keep keep the momentum up on but they've also been very flexible about like if you guys need to downsize if you have to lower your limit we'll work with you they really want to make it happen and they've been responsive through there's one there's like one venue person who's still like working (laughs) she's kind of like our go-to person but there's nothing we can really do yet because we we have to go physically do the rest of the work but that in july is slated to still happen fingers crossed um, and then if there is a major hiccup, like if we can't have gatherings over 10 or something wild, we'll readjust again. But they're very much like, we will work with you. Please don't give up on us. Um, and we can try to do this in a safe way. Well, that's all good stuff. I will, I will say that this, though, has been very anxiety-driven. Like, we haven't yeah. seen the venue. We didn't know the venue was going to exist. Oh, that is another. So we, our wedding planner went and saw the venue without us while we were in Morocco taking our engagement pictures. Um, so we always planned that our wedding would be very virtual because we were in a different city. Um, but this was the time where we were supposed to be doing things in person. So like trying on my wedding dress in person, that didn't happen. And, you know, seeing the venue and all these things that would have been happening in May, June are, have been pushed back. So it's still all very sight unseen. We have it like our rentals. We would have gone to the warehouse and seen everything and everything. We're just like sending money to people for things we've never sight seen. Unseen. Yeah, everything everything is sight unseen. Yeah. Remote. Yeah. Um, so you, the, you're the first wedding planner. Yeah. I found the venue for you. Yes. Okay. So the first thing after you got engaged, did you all hire your wedding planner right away? 
Yeah, so we got engaged and actually my friend had a wedding in Florida and we started like auditioning wedding planners and talking to different planners. And once we found one we liked, we hired her because we were like, this works, you seem great. Yeah. Um, she assigned us to an associate and, and that's where we kind of ran into issues where she wasn't really a good fit. Um, when you first talked to the wedding planner, like from the very first conversation, did she tell you you would be assigned to someone or did you get the feeling did. you'd be working with her? She did. And we kind of thought that was how things would go with any planner because we were eight months out from our wedding. People are booked for most of 2020, I would imagine. And so she was essentially booked for some other wedding. I think it was a destination wedding, but probably isn't happening now. But she was booked and she was essentially like, I still want to take care of you. You know, we have so many planners in our roster. You'll be good. And so she this she's a senior planner technically yeah i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i just wanted to make sure that like that was explained to you oh yeah we we knew that was going to be the case yeah okay this was when you're planning your you don't live where the wedding is going to be you still don't you live closer now but it's a true destination wedding why did the first planner not work out part of the issue was that she we're very organized both of us clearly um like, I mean, even just in our careers, Rodney's an engineer. He's all about like spreadsheets and Google Sheets and algorithms. And he is. And I, and He's shaking his head. Yes, you are, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I, I guess my stereotype is that planners would be organized and that I, I felt like I was managing her. I was almost like, hey, um, you said you're going to send a Google calendar invite. Are we still meeting? And it's like waiting, waiting, waiting 45 minutes later. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was late. And it's like, wait, but you suggested this time. And so 45 lot, minutes like, late for, for a meeting. For a meeting, like oh. missed meetings. Like she would set up vendor calls with me and people and just like never tell me what time we were meeting and vendors would text me like, hey, I think we're meeting at one, but I never got an invite. And it's just like, oh, it, it was just very, it felt amateur, to be honest. And yeah. I think we are actual amateurs. We don't know what we're doing. So we're like, we need you to be an expert. And I think that was it very, from our very early meetings, we were like, I don't know where this is going to go. And then it just hit a point over and over again where I would constantly complain about it. And Rodney was like, okay, enough. Like, how, how are we going to complain about this like, person we're paying a ton of money for? Let's fix this. Okay, if you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.